Welcome to Voicing Startups, where I, Colin Bournes, interview founders and operators changing the world through audio, voice, and conversational technology. Today on the Voicing Startups podcast, I am talking with Joseph, co-founder and CEO of Voice Hero. Voice Hero ultimately is a suite of tools that helps customers create better voice experiences. This is done by giving users the ability to immediately discover actionable insights and identify conversation patterns and user behaviors that otherwise may be overlooked. Voice Hero was also a member of the 2019 Alexa Accelerator ran by Techstars that focus on startups in the audio and voice space. We talked about that experience and much, much more on this episode of Voicing Startups, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello, Joseph. Thank you for coming on the Voicing Startups podcast. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Can we start with just a quick background of yourself? Yep. So my name is Joseph. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Voice Hero. We're just a recent graduate from the 2019 Alexa Accelerator cohort, and we're building an analytics platform to help businesses understand user behavior and to improve the voice assistant engagement. So our platform provides detailed usage data, user behavior flows, custom analytics for voice interfaces. Awesome. Uh, what is the, the origin story of Voice Hero and, and why did you start the company? Yeah, so Jacob and I, Jacob's my co-founder and CTO. Two years ago, we were in a program uh, in the University of Toronto called The Next 36, and we were starting off by developing Alexa skills, and we mainly picked an industry. We saw that voice assistants were taking off, and there's a third-party, uh, we can create third-party applications uh, called skills. So we started creating it for the senior care industry. We thought there's a huge opportunity there. I used to volunteer very actively in senior care facilities and long-term care homes. And I had access to them. So we decided to build a few voice assistant applications, put it in a few of these homes, and then we saw some cool results. So some of the things that we saw was adoption in Alexa skills and the stuff that we created. So we created entertainment games. We also created applications to route care for these facilities to decrease the need for things like call bell systems. And it was through that um, experience we saw the gap for an analytics platform. Cool. And can you uh, give a little bit more of a background of the Alexa Accelerator program and, and how all that went for, for you? Yeah. So the Alexa Accelerator program was definitely a game changer for us. When we came in, we had like the preliminary of like an idea and we looked into voice analytics heavily before, but it was coming through here in the discussions that we had with different stakeholders, primarily Amazon, a lot of different mentors that we were engaged with. And seeing how voice was taking off, we saw that businesses were increasingly being built on voice. And that that means you need a more robust platform to understand um, engagement. And engagement comes in different forms. So you have forms like session links, you have in-skill purchasing you also see how people are engaging with the brand in, in the case of uh, large top enterprise top brands. So you can see how everyone measures in a different way, so which requires more custom tools. And through a lot of those discussions, it you know, geared us towards this type of direction. 
Thanks for that background. Uh, what does the business model look like? And then who are your target customers? Mm -hmm. Our um, business model is depending on the number of data points. So we do offer, so currently we're in a closed beta and we are looking at into top independent developers, agencies, brands, um, as well as well as voice first companies. So this is a company that might've been on like a mobile app or a web platform, but then they added a voice assistant arm to their business. And we have a mixture of 17 companies on our wait list at the moment, and we're onboarding them slowly. But our business model plans to be, uh, depending on the number of data points. So a data point includes anything between like a conversation, a turn, it could be a request through like a launch. It could be tapping on the screen to play an audio, different types of data points that we can capture. And we plan to have plans that service all of those markets. So anywhere from freemium uh, up to a number of data points, all the way to a custom high volume, for example, a studio that has multiple Alexa skills uh, or voice experiences that target a wide range of customers. Cool. And then is this exclusive to experiences through Alexa or are there other um, platforms and, and places where you can analyze uh, different voice interactions? Yeah, so right now it is only for Alexa, but we're, in, we're currently building a Google Assistant uh, integration as well. And that's going to be launched within the next month. And then we're also looking to Samsung. We definitely see a lot of investment um, from coming from different angles, not just Alexa as well. So we do know this will be a cross-platform play for us. And then uh, to dig more deep on the actual product itself, uh, what are some of the specific features or capabilities of Voice Hero? Yeah, so we offer um, a few different products. One of them include custom events. This allows a user to measure what's important for them in the application. So for example, uh, different stages. So every, different Alexa skills measure different components. And what we do is allow them to track and measure the metrics that matter to them. So whether that be in-skill purchasing, whether or not they made it to a tournament in the skill, whether or not they answered five questions right, instead of just if they have enabled it or not. So what the current solutions out in the market currently do is view aggregate level statistics. So if they've enabled it, if they come, if what percentage of them came back the next day or the next week, but it doesn't go in depth about the individual user, the individual sessions and what that looks like. So understanding how the conversations play out. So what custom events allows them to do is track those different metrics pertaining to the app. We also have user cohorts. This allows them to, uh, seg segment their users based on either session lengths, retention, based on in-skill purchase and based on device. A lot of different metrics that we uh, provide them that are voice specific and allow them to source different insights to improve engagement. So they see players, in one of our case studies, they saw players who played the longest time actually had a certain behavior. They either won earlier or they saw success in some ways, or they had a positive experience earlier in the game that led to this. And you can see different trends and patterns of their users, and they can then leverage those insights to improve the experience for other users as well, to have all of them have a, a positive experience. And then our other one is a transcript feature. This allows us to understand how 
what the transcript looks like. So now we don't take any voice data, but it's a lot of the intent data. What did the user intend to do and what types of intents were triggered uh, from it? So whether it be like a fallback intent or if uh, the objective was not met, and then we can account for more voice specific features like slots as well. And this is a common feature to debug, but also understand what users, how users are experiencing their Alexa skill. Cool. Uh, can we dig a little deeper on some specific examples or use cases with these uh, different features or, or capabilities where there was some sort of clear value add from the, the insights received uh, for the customers for the, the custom events, the user cohorts and the, the transcript, all that? Yeah, so perfect. Um, one of the first examples um, was our, it's a casino game. And this was a an independent developer that creates over 15 Alexa skills. And a lot of them are in the uh, gaming and entertainment uh, area. And one of the games was like a slot machine game. So this is a, a more complex game than a regular slot machine game. It's there's allows you to bet multiple, multiple times, different values, play with different machines and different machines perform differently with different sounds, different experiences, but you can also join weekly tournaments and there's different aspects and depth in this type of game. So what we were able to do was understand how people play the game, depending on the device they use, the usage level, how they behave in the game. So one of the features that our, one this user used was the custom events and cohorts. And they were able to look at the players who played long sessions versus all players in general. And typical behaviors of players who play longer sessions actually uh, saw success earlier in the game. So that means maybe like because it is a random percentage you could win, we were able to see that players who actually won earlier basically typically had a longer session. So these types of insights, this is a success metric. So people who saw success earlier in the game stayed longer. And he was able to reconfigure the experience in a way that a lot of more, the session lengths increased by 72%. So in the same case study, uh, we looked at in-skill purchasing, where in the conversation actually had the highest likelihood to convert into an in-skill purchase. And we saw that earlier in the conversations for certain users that they might drop off, but then in certain areas of the conversation where, for example, if they start winning and they go on a winning streak in this application, then they're more likely to make a purchase. And then we can look at those sensitivities in our application. And that's like an area where typically if you set a, um, a cookie cutter approach to it, which is like, okay, after five questions or after five spins, you, you provide an in-scale purchase. But that's not really personalized. If I just lost five spins, it's pretty likely that I'm not going to be converting. But then by having a more intelligent way of placing things like in-scale purchase in this case, but it could also be uh, a different thing as well, um, a different voice experience. But this is just a prime example of how having a data-driven approach can help alter the voice experience tailored to their customers. Awesome. And then uh, how do you sort of differentiate from any of the competitors you may have? Um, and then and like what really makes you unique and defensible to those competitors? And then also, um, how do you look at yourself as opposed to companies that 
maybe aren't looking specifically at the user behavior, um, but are more just interested in ensuring that the the skill or the the app is is up and running and and running without any sort of bumps in the experience. Uh, are you a complement to that, or, or is that also a competitor? Just sort of uh, some background on on the competitive landscape would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So in terms of competitive landscape, we noticed that voice tools in the market are not geared towards voice. There's definitely some tools there that are voice related, but they come from different origins. A lot of them, for example, came from chatbots and they're using their chatbot solution uh, to fit it into voice. And voice is so unique that it allows you, there's definitely some similarities with like conversations, but in terms of the differences, there's a lot of voice specific features, just like slots, intent, like these different intents, they're need to be tracked and it requires a more robust and custom tool tailored towards voice because conversations and voice specific features are so different. Um, so that's how we differ um, from our platform. And then in terms of uh, comp other competitors that you said are making sure that apps are running and making sure, I think you're looking at like testing, for example, it's definitely a complementary um, platform. Analytics in general seems very high level, but looking at more granular, like looking at more like a granular approach, um, we all can work together in many different ways. So automated testing or like testing in general, uh, it's making sure the skill is up and running. But when the skill is up and running, you're tracking data points consistently. So you need to have the skill working and deployed and making sure all the bugs are fixed to capture all the data points necessary on our platform that can then help you alter and improve the experience. It all happens in the, the development cycle. So you have in the beginning, which is more of the design and prototype, crafting the experience. And then the next one is more about um, testing and you know, like beta testing and working with closer with users. And then there's a deployment side, which is like doing automated testing, making sure there's no bugs. This is translating it to other regions. This is um, things like services like those. And then there's the analytics part, which is helping you optimize and having, making more money on voice, optimizing the experience and improving it. And then the last part is more of like marketing. And this is when the skill is um, completely finished and you want to get lots of users, and that's how the cycle. That's how I see the cycle repeating itself. And where we see different, I wouldn't say competitors, but different companies in each of those areas. Some more so than others, and that's how the industry has progressed. Whereas two years ago, you you'd hardly see companies in the latter half, whether it be for marketing, analytics, deployment, more focused on the first side of just making a voice experience. But now a lot of these voice experiencing companies are turning their, their Alexa skills or actions into an actual business. So you see companies from the Alexa fund like Dopio Games or you see them like Drive Time. Um, these types of companies are starting to turn into a sustainable business as the business model for these voice interfaces are evolving. So there's different business models like you have a recurring revenue model with subscription, then you can have consumables, and that's really changing how companies are sustaining themselves. Yeah, so thanks for that background. Um, if you had to sort of look into the future, or look into a crystal ball, and uh, picture your company alongside some of these, these other tools, do you really see this as a, a standalone uh, sort of company, or do you see it more as 
like you said, you, you are a compliment to some other companies. Do you see sort of a, a consolidation in the future um, into more just like a one-stop tool set for um, these voice experiences? Mm-hmm. So voice experiences are really this, this area that's growing rapidly. We see with Amazon's uh, Alexa Everywhere strategy that they're it's really becoming ubiquitous and um, Alexa skills is a part of voice. And whereas two years ago, the only way you can use an Alexa skill is probably through an echo dot. So a non-screen device in your kitchen and you probably listen to music and that has evolved drastically over the past couple of years. And now there's these new devices, um, Google, Amazon, they're releasing these uh, earbuds with like voice assistance uh, as well and you have the ability to use these types of platforms. And they open up so many possibilities, um, especially with the glasses, with the ring, with the earbuds, with in the car. We see these strategies really taking shape um, over the past, especially 2019. And our platform definitely uh, takes advantage of all, all those apps and experiences that are being created, whether it be from agencies, brands, developers, uh, the, the whole thing. And our goal in the future is to not look, just look at analytics, but how can we leverage analytics in a way that helps these businesses make more informed decisions, whether it be for optimization, whether it be for making more money, uh, making a sustainable company. And we really believe that companies will emerge from voice. So whether it be certain, uh, if we look at industries like mobile, companies like Instagram or Uber wouldn't exist if it weren't for mobile. And different companies will exist because of voice. And there's, we already see like, for example, mobile, it's a different type of gaming. Uh, some games don't work as well um, on mobile that compared to the web. And we see the same thing for voice. Voice gaming is a different type of gaming and it attracts a different type of audience. And this is a behavior that is still changing. And with a lot of the, ecosystem and how that's evolving with uh, a lot of these players, it's definitely going to be the future. So that's what's keeping me super excited. Yeah. There's, there's a lot constantly changing. It seems like, and um, doesn't seem like there's any sign of that slowing down. So it will be interesting to see how the the whole ecosystem continues to evolve uh, over the years ahead, but to, to kind of continue going in that uh, down that same path, where do you see the, the voice hero product, going over the next six months or so, and then into the next few years ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so currently we're more like analytics driven, helping them, uh, helping the user get actual insights to improve the product depending on their needs. So whether that's improving session lengths, improving in-scale purchasing, but then in the future, what we can do with a lot of this user behavior data is to help optimize the app in a way that is more automated. Um, whereas right now you need, you can get insights from our platform and then you have to take those insights and then improve the application, then deploy it, then measure it again. And that's the cycle. But in the future where well, we have a lot of this data and we have, and we understand how users are behaving, what we could do is automatically automate the conversation. So you can trust us to go down this experience based on, um, how other users have behaved. If most users who play this game, they usually lose in the beginning and therefore they leave, well, then we can automatically deploy an experience that would make sense. And this wouldn't require you to write more lines of code. It would be able to just talk to our system and we can determine the best course of action. And that's 
what we could do with a lot of user behavior data. And that's unique to conversations that can't be done for something like web or mobile. And because conversations are so free flow, that a lot gives the opportunity with this type of data. Thanks for that. And then to start to wrap this up, um, what gets you specifically excited about audio and voice, uh, the whole industry going over or going into the next few years ahead as well? Right. What I love about voice is the ability to, it's like how ubiquitous is becoming. And it's, there's so many, the accessibility gap is decreasing. Therefore, whereas two years ago, most people didn't know what voice skills were, but now that behavior is also changing. There's different experiences um, being offered by large companies, independent developers, and the community for that. And in the beginning days, it was definitely more of like an experience like, or uh, more experiential, trying to innovate and see what's out there and what they can create. But now it's more of like people are starting to figure out how to keep people engaged day after day, week after week. And that's um, mainly based on a lot of the resources that Amazon's provided, but also um, how people has learned, have learned over the years. And that's what keeps me excited, just like how that's going to change with all these new experiences being out there and how the shift from mobile is going to be um, for voice. And right now people still pull out their phones and you know, set a timer maybe, but then in the future, that's going to change uh, when voice becomes much easier to do things and bypass a lot of those behaviors that they currently do for mobile. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that same camp, looking forward to that, that true ubiquitous experience across all the different devices around us. So um, excited for, for a lot of the same reasons for the future of voice. Uh, but thank you for all of these, these different uh, points and, and takeaways, a lot of interesting stuff, um, both for the future of voice and, and also with your company. Uh, where the, where's the best place for people that maybe want to either use the product or, or follow what the company is doing, follow what you're doing, uh, where are the best places for people to get all that info? Yep. So right now we're in closed beta, but we still offer access to our platform for developers. Um, so on our website, voicehero.ai, you can request access. We asked a couple questions like your email, your name, also how you develop Alexa, uh, how you develop your voice experiences. We're currently creating a Google integration as well, but right now it's Alexa skills. Um, and then we will send you an update, um, how to get started and what we do. And then for that, that's how we get started for developers. And, um, you can also contact me via LinkedIn or Twitter and, um, like looking forward to connecting there. You can connect with voice hero. AI is the Twitter. And then my personal Twitter is Joseph Trong 77. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the voicing startups podcast, Joseph. Thanks so much. This podcast is sponsored by Voice Punch VC. Voice Punch is a venture capital fund that is focused on voice-driven and voice-connected technology. So if you are a company or an entrepreneur that has a product that is in this sort of space, much like a lot of the different companies that I am interviewing, then you should reach out to the team by going to voicepunch.vc. 